everyone dreams of living an uncommon life. And the best asset you have to achieve your dreams is you. Welcome to the Uncommon Wealth Podcast. We're going to introduce you to people who are living uncommonly. We're also going to give you some tools and strategies for building wealth and for pursuing an uncommon path that is uniquely right for you. Hello and welcome everybody to another episode of the Uncommon Wealth Podcast, where I'm your host, Philip Ramsey, and I have a very, very special guest. I'm doing this solo mainly because uh, I want this our guest to talk as much as he can. I've alluded to this. If you guys are, are a membership and have our newsletter, I've alluded to this in our last newsletter of try to challenge yourself and push yourself out of the limits of what you normally thought you could do. And when you do, there's some cool things happening. Uh, and I even mentioned that there was a friend of mine that went on a bear hunt. Well, today, my friends, we get to talk to the one and only Brad Meckley, who went on said bear hunt. He mm. has been married for 20 years, has four girls, has been farming ever since he was in diapers, uh, and he's married to the love of his life, Joyce. We're going to get into that. You know how we do things. Uh, but I want to say, first and foremost, I feel like, if you know me at all, the real entrepreneurs in life are farmers. There's so many variables that can happen, that can hit you, and that like weather, anytime you have weather in any kind of thing that you're trying to do, business venture, you always have this variability that you just don't know what's going to happen. So Brad Meckley, thank you so much for being on the show. I should just probably shut up now and just let you talk, but welcome to the show. Well, thank you. This is uh, this is a very new experience for me, <laughs> Philip. I have no idea what I'm getting myself into, but uh, it's a pleasure to be here and... and uh, and share share some things with you. Oh man! So Brad and I have known each other from church for quite some time. How many years? Oh goodness, time goes, Philip. I'd say six, eight years. Yeah, maybe? I'd say six to eight. That's what I was thinking, and mm-hmm. didn't have to be exact. Uh, but I've always really respected Brad. When Brad and I get coffee, there's a lot of talk about leadership, <clears throat> about how we lead, how other people lead, and like that's just something we geek out about. But Something that has always caught me with Brad is he's a servant at heart. He loves to serve. He loves to work with his hands. And so that's why he makes such a great farmer. But one time when we were getting together, he mentioned that, you know, Philip, I'm just getting a little bit feeling like numb in the world. I feel like my spot right now is like I just am complacent in areas of my life. Um, so let's start with that conversation that we had, because I think this kind of sets you off on this journey to where you're at. Uh, now, but let's just talk about that. What was that kind of feeling that you were getting yourself into? And when did you know that you were like, I need to shake things up a little bit? Yeah, yeah. For, for the most part, my personality, I, I'm uh, introvert at heart. Right. Um, with the growth of Ankeny, uh, our, our family moved to Elkhart, which is on the northern side of Ankeny, in 1967. Uh, at that point, we were definitely in rural Iowa. But mm-hmm. over the course of time, uh, that has changed, and, and really, especially in the last five to ten years with the growth of Ankeny, it's uh, <laughs> made me feel like an uh, uh, Indian kind of being pushed to live on a reservation, uh, so to speak. So yeah. uh, in my heart, making me feel somewhat uncomfortable. I, I didn't like that kind of change. Uh, and then uh, fast forward, here comes COVID. And... Uh, walking through the aisles and, and and looking at people, remember those toilet paper days? Oh yeah, uh, everyone was going and to and just like, get as much toilet paper as they could. I'm just shaking my head, like why? What what is going on here? And, what am I missing? And recently, with with uh, our state legislature, we were actually talking about where we're going to go to the bathroom, <laughs> and. I, I, mean, I was just shaking my head and, and maybe uh, just lamenting towards God. Like, mm. this this world, God, is going to hell in a handbasket? I, I don't get it. Uh, in Psalms 13, uh, King David is, is, is talking to God. He says, how long, O Lord, will you forget me? Forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I... Wrestle with my thoughts, and every day have sorrow in my heart. How long will my enemy triumph over me? And, and 
I don't those are just some of the things that I was wrestling with personally. Yeah. So with all that said, uh, <clears throat> like I said, I, I've been a farmer my whole life. I raise pigs, corn, soybeans, and uh, that's been my life. And I went to Joyce, my wife, and I said, honey, I said, I need to do something radical here. Mm. I'm wrestling with God, and I don't know really what to do, but I'm, I'm ready to do something outside the box. And that's what led me to a bear hunt. Hmm. And when I, when I uh, mentioned this to Joyce, <laughs> yes. I needless to say, her eyebrows were raised. Uh, I am not a hunter. I am not a hunter. Which is uh, so surprising. I, 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 know, I know how to shoot a gun, but that's as far as it goes. <laughs> so uh, when I told Joyce this, she looked at me like, are you crazy or what? Yes. And so anyway, that's what, that's what led to this supportive. adventure. She, she was supportive. She was very, very, very supportive, 100%. Listen, yes. I knew, I'm going to pull this back for a little bit. The first time I'm, I, I heard of you, I'll just say that, was... Uh, you were leading a connection group, and so was I. Connection groups are like Bible studies that you have weekly. Anyway, you were leading a connection group. And uh, it was the first week, and everybody kind of went around to kind of talk about how their week went. And do you remember what you and Joyce said? Because I don't think anybody went to your connection group. Like something happened where the people were just not. Do you remember what you said? Yeah, I remember. We, uh, we were openly inviting people. Uh, yes. And we'd, we'd set the time and the date. The time came and it was time to start start our study. Yep. And and uh, no, no one came. nobody was there. Yeah. So our Bible study was Joyce and I. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And we had a uh, we had a great, great talk, but yeah. it was the two of us. Yes. Yeah. That's how that started. So, okay. So what you said in the group, now to remind you, this is like many connection group leaders and Brad's remark about how the first week was, was, well, it was intimate. <laughs> I remember, I remember, like, I don't know who that guy is, but we need to be friends. That is the best response I've ever heard. And, uh, I wasn't wrong. Uh, okay, so sorry. Side note: that's what happens with Philip. But uh, so now you tell Joyce, "I want to go on a bear hunt." Mm -hmm. And how did that come into your mind? Out of all the things, you're not a hunter, which surprised me. A bear hunt, and not like a bear hunt. Like this is Alaska bear hunting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was this was a hunt that happened in Alaska. Uh, and and what led to this? I just needed some alone time away, mm -hmm. away from people. Mm -hmm. um, uh, just reset. Just a reset. Yes, to to open God's Word mm -hmm. and just have a one on one, eye to eye talk with God. Yeah, because you had questions. Your questions. Yeah, it, it was just. Uh, I was at a point felt where it was just like, I don't know how to react mm. with with the world and what's going on. Mm. It, uh, and God, you seem so removed from. From what's happening, sure. And, and the more I'm around people, the worse this feeling is getting. So, okay, get me out in the middle of Timbuktu and let's let's talk. So then we had coffee one time. And you're like, I scheduled a bear hunt, mm -hmm. and it was many many months away. Mm -hmm. Remember this? Mm -hmm. And you're oh, like, yeah. I got to get a special gun. Yes. I mean, this was like yeah. going from ground zero, zero yeah. to sixty. Yeah. yeah. And and so I just kept touching bases. I like text. You know, like when is it? Because I obviously have a lot going on. So, but I was always like, has it happened? <laughs> I've been thinking about you, mm -hmm. and it hadn't yet. Uh, and then now it has. So, yeah. all right. So where we want to go from here? The bear hunt, which I love this. So like the first key value that I think it, with Brad <clears> is like he wasn't complacent and just kind of sitting there. You weren't sitting there just with your thoughts, getting more and more frustrated. You knew that you had the control to do something, but you knew that you needed to do something drastic. You just shocked the system in place. Uh, so it, here it, we go. It, it was almost like I was shaking my fist at God, like, okay, mm. uh, God, grab me by the shoulders. Shake mm. me up here, but, mm -hmm. but let me know what's, what's going on. Right. I, 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 right. Uh, I have ears. Speak to me. Mm -hmm. uh, let me know what what's going on here. Mm -hmm. How how do you want to use me? Mm -hmm. uh, I'm 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 stuck. Uh, I, I'm I'm kind of frustrated with my relationship with God. Mm -hmm. It's like mm, something has to change here. Right. That's good. So um, yeah, uh, we, 
uh, I have a 22, I have a <laughs> AR-223, but when you go on a bear hunt... That ain't going to do it. That's not going to do it. No, <laughs> no. no. So uh, I bought a, uh, a three seventy five. Okay. Rifle. Okay. I shot it eight times before I went to Alaska. Uh, sighted it in, and every time I pulled the trigger, uh, felt like a mule kicked you. Oh my goodness! Yeah, my my <laughs> my shoulder was black and blue. And, oh my goodness! And it was to the point I didn't want to pull the trigger anymore because of the fear of I'm going to get hurt, uh-huh. kind of thing. So. Right. Okay, we loaded the the gun up and to Anchorage away we went. Joyce flew with me and and uh, her brother and sister in law live in Anchorage, so that's where Joyce and I parted company. She okay. camped out with them, and okay. then I boarded another plane, flew for an hour to Dillingham, Alaska. Okay, uh, and that's where I met my outfitter and my guide, and uh, uh, Ralph was my guide's name, and we and. Uh, after we met, I said, okay, uh, I'm not a professional hunter, uh, and and I'm, I have my gun here. I sighted it in. I did shoot the target, but after all this travel, I just want to verify that this thing shoots straight yeah. and that I yeah. know a little bit about yeah. what I'm doing. We're and, going on a bear hunt. You want this thing to be true. Yes. And Ralph looked at me and he goes, well, Brad, there's two problems. And he said, the shooting range is closed and there's a storm coming in. We don't have time. Your gun will be fine. Oh, man. Brad. And right now, Toto's not in Kansas anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, you are in the beckon. Like, Ralph is your... Yes. You're just going to follow. So at that point, how uncomfortable were you? Like, hey, this is still fun. This is exciting. Or were you kind of like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> no, no, the apprehension. Your your heart is in your throat. I, I'm, yeah. uh, I'm doing something I've never, ever come close to in my life. Oh, so good. And it's just, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just kind of throwing myself out there. Like, I have no idea what I'm going to be in for. Uh, and here we go. Well, let's mm. let's see what happens. So, yeah, we uh, we got in a floater plane. We loaded up all of our gear. Uh, by that I mean our our tent, yep. the food, yep. uh, clothes, everything that we're going to need. And floater the- means like a plane that is floating on the lake. Yes, 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 yep. yes. That's that's the only way that's going to be accessible to where <laughs> we're going. Um, so yeah, we we uh, packed up our gear and and uh, off we went, and we flew in the air for about an hour, and uh, landed on a lake. Uh, at that point, our only communication was a satellite phone. My my cell phone was totally worthless. Oh yeah, um, and and that was for the next until we shot a bear, or for the next ten days, which was the length of this hunt. That was our only form of communication. I mean, think about being vulnerable. You're in a place you don't know. You're with a guide you don't know, and you're you only have access to the world with a phone that. <laughs> Hope it works. Satellite phone, and you're going to go hunt a bear. Yep. Again, not sure what the weather is, but you're kind of used to that. You're a farmer, <laughs> <laughs> and so there you go. You and yeah. Ralph drop yeah. off, and then that plane turns around, revs up his engine, and then takes off. Takes off, and then at that point, it's just the two of us. Oh, and there's no sound. No, it's no. just you and Ralph. Yes. So what's Ralph say? Because I have a feeling I would just be kind of like paralyzed. Like, what did I just get myself? I paid for this. <laughs> yeah, and, and I was, and, and praise God uh, for Ralph. He was a uh, uh, he. He'd been in this business for fifteen years, so he knew what he was doing. And and uh, wow. as apprehensive as what I was, Ralph had this calming effect on me. He said, mm. "You know, just like hey, I, I know it's just the two of us. We're we're really." Probably 500 miles away from anybody. Unbelievable. Uh, and, and uh, okay, let's have at it. Here we go. Yeah. How heavy was all your equipment? When we, when we went on the hunt, my backpack was probably 35 pounds. Gun was probably 14 or 15. So it's, it's the better part of 
50 pounds okay. you're carrying when you go on a hunt. Right. But, but uh, um, yeah, we when we when we got to our site, we set up three tents, one one tent for myself, one tent for Ralph, and then we, our third tent was what, what we called our kitchen. That's where we prepared meals. And, and I don't know if the listeners know this, but how old are you, Brad? I'm 63. Okay. All right. So I think this is important to know because you, you're a strong guy. You're a farmer. You're used to doing like manual labor, hard work. But like for you, this is uncharted territory. Oh, yeah. They, they told me, uh, uh, get prepared. Uh, so, so, I mean, I was, I was doing my, my sit-ups and riding a bike and hiking and, and getting prepared for, for this. And, and as a 63-year-old, I was probably in the, in the best shape that I'd been in over the last maybe five years. So it wasn't like I was just waking up in the morning and taking off and going. This was, a, I would say, three- or four-month process of getting prepared physically yeah. uh, for what I was going to endeavor here. <laughs> Yeah. Not really a way to prepare mentally. No. Though. Okay. No, no. So when they say be prepared, what do they mean? And 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 you did mention that Ralph did say like there is a storm coming. And my first initial response would be like, well then let's just wait out the storm and then we'll go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, That's not his response. Well, when you're that far away from home, you have to pack accordingly. I mean, bring the right clothes. Uh, mm. Are we going to and food wasn't uh on, on me, but I mean to, to have enough food here to, to get by. But but especially on the clothes side, uh, it, if you forget something, it's not like you can go across the street and get it. I mean, you oh, yeah. uh, with what you have in that plane, with what you what you pack, that's what is going to get you through. And I wow. found out in a hurry the do's and don'ts of what to have uh, when you go on a hunt. Uh, for the most part. Uh, I was prepared, but there's things like a uh, a cotton sweatshirt. No, you you don't do that when that gets when that gets uh, sweaty or wet. Worthless. You're done. It does too not, cold. It, it does not dry out. Wow. Uh, so so they give you a list to pack. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Because that's and, probably and the right kind of footwear is is essential, and uh, uh, we were. We were on top of a hill one morning, and, and Ralph was was uh, was glassing, and it was wet, and my hands were getting cold. So I took off one pair of gloves and, and pulled out of my backpack and another glove, and 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 to put them on. And right away, Ralph just started just smiling at me, not really making fun of me, but just smiling, like, yeah, and shaking his head from side to side. And so I, I started putting these gloves on. I, I couldn't get them on. And then all of a sudden, Ralph starts snickering a little bit. And I'm like, okay, you go ahead, but I will get these gloves on. <laughs> well, after a while, Ralph said, Brad, stop. What was going on? My, my hands were damp. Yeah. And, and I could not pull that glove on comfortably. Right. The insulin was getting all jacked and, up. And he said, Brad, he said, I know you will eventually get those gloves on, but if you... But when you pull them off, you're going to pull off all that insulation out of every finger, and those uh, gloves are going to be totally worthless. worthless. Yes, I've done this in my life when I was younger. <laughs> okay, and Ralph goes, you get what you pay for. And he reached into his backpack, pulled out his gloves, sure and he, he took did. his hand and put it down in a puddle of water, which was right beside us. And he slipped those gloves on like Unbelievable. That. So to be prepared to have right. Now, he... Ralph paid probably five times more for his gloves than what I paid for. You mine. get what but, you pay for. But to be prepared for what yeah. you're, for what you're in right. for is critical. Huh. Okay, that's good. So let's talk about a little bit more about Ralph because this is basically like your your guy. Like yeah. he is really your saving grace here yeah. because you don't really have anything else. The only thing I can think about in my life is I <clears> went <throat> skydiving one time and you have to do a tandem, and I don't feel like I could have had a better connection than the guy that I was strapped to. I didn't know him at all, but I felt like we were best friends. You know, like it's like one of those things where I, you have my life in my hands. So immediately we're going to be friends. Yeah. Was that the yeah. case for you? And it Ralph? was your, uh, I was a little apprehensive because it's just one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, and I, I had not met Ralph before. Yep. So as you can imagine, uh, you get what you get there. You get what you get. Yeah. 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 So, so, uh, the weather conditions for this hunt was deplorable. 
it will rain, rain, rain. And there was wow. there's two and a half days during this hunt where we were just camped out in a tent. We weren't moving anywhere. I, I thought in the wind, uh, I thought the tent was coming down. So during this time, you spend a lot of time getting to know the other the other person. And so Ralph goes, well, Brad, what, what brings you to Alaska? Why, why are you here on this bear hunt? So as I mentioned previously, it's like, I just need to get away. I need some yeah. alone time with God. And as soon as I mentioned God to Ralph, Ralph, he goes, oh, he said, I'm an evolutionist. <laughs> and I kind of paused myself. And I'm like, okay, Wait I, a I've planned this trip for a long, long time to <laughs> yeah. have some alone time with God. And you're telling me you're an atheist? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So... So, oh, uh, man. so yeah, uh, it, it certainly raised my eyebrows. But but as the conversation continued, um, we started sharing about our families, our life. Yeah, and and Ralph uh, told me about um, his stepfather. And mm. Ralph's stepfather was very abusive to mm. Ralph, physically, mentally. Wow. Uh, to the point when when Ralph was nineteen. He clocked his stepfather with a fist. He was done. Knocked, knocked him out. His, his stepfather was motionless on the ground, and Ralph turned around and walked away from his stepdad, never to see him again for 20 years. Wow. He'd heard that his dad wasn't in the best of health, so he went to the hospital to see him. Yeah. He walked into the room. and His stepfather that he clocked, yeah, right? Okay, yeah. this is now, okay. This is now 20 years later, yeah. after that incident. right. And Ralph said, I walked into the hospital room, and he said, I'd, I'd been told that his circulation was, was poor. But uh, when I walked into the room, I could see that both his hands, both his feet were amputated. Oh, my. And Ralph said, my, my stepfather looked at me, and he said, Ralph, I am so sorry for the way I treated you. And it's Thank you so much for coming to see me. But please, please forgive me for what I've done to you. Oh, my goodness. And Ralph said, I looked, I looked at my stepfather, and I, was, I started grinning more and more and more. Wow. And, and Ralph said, you don't know how happy I am. This is one of the happiest Days of my life. Oh, Ralph. To see you in this condition. Oh, my. So he's got some deep seated. And Ralph turned around and walked out of that hospital room. His stepfather died a week later. Oh. And that's the way that relationship with those two ended. Wow. So there's a little glimpse in Ralph, right? Yes. Yeah. So, uh, needless to say, after that's, that story, I'm kind of stunned. That's tough. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. And so, uh, we both go back to our tents. I open up my Bible, and and I don't know what led me to the book of Luke, but that's where I was kind of camping out uh, with God during this bear hunt. And um, in Luke six, uh, Jesus is 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 talking. He says, "But I tell you." You who hear, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. If someone strikes you on one cheek, turn to him the other also. If someone takes your cloak, do not stop giving uh, from your tunic. Give to everyone who asks you. And if anyone takes that that belongs to you, do not demand it back. Do to others as you would have them do to you. This was just after I talked with Ralph right, that right. night. And I'm, and I'm like, I was, I was so excited. Phil. I, it's like, I can't wait until tomorrow morning at breakfast. To talk to I, Ralph. I need, I need to talk to Ralph about this. Right. Which I did. Next morning comes. <laughs> How'd that go? <laughs> and I can laugh about it now, but it certainly wasn't a laughing matter at the time. But, sure. but after I shared that with Ralph, Ralph goes, Brad? That is bullshit. Wow. And 
and I think back at that, Philip, and, and how that made me feel at the time. Yeah. When, when Ralph clocked his dad, uh-huh. there was a part of me, how dare you talk about my Savior that way? Oh, interesting. Right. I, I'm making a fist to swing at you right. with the way that you're talking to me. Huh. Because it's such a deep-rooted thing in you. Yeah. Right. So he's yeah. like but, rejecting something. But that his knows. heart was... Uh, so, so hard, hard. hearted. Yeah, right. Oh, uh, uh, my heart breaks for for Ralph. So I, uh, <laughs> yeah. With, with with that said, there were stark differences between the two of us. Uh, but yet, as that unfolded uh, during this time that we had together, Ralph became one of my closest friends. Wow. It was. Uh, he cared for me. Sure. He, he, uh, he provided for me in ways in which if I was there by myself, I, I wouldn't have made it. For sure. I wouldn't have made it. I don't so, think anybody could have. But wow. um, It's interesting, though, like when you have something and a perceived notion of how things are going to go, an expectation, if you will, and then you get in this thing in a remote place <clears> in the world— in a far territory you have no idea about. Yeah, and yeah. then this is who you stuck me with? <laughs> when that conversation happened that morning at breakfast. Because this is early on. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know how to respond. I didn't know how to process that. Yeah, to, right. To, to, right. To Ralph. Right. Uh, and so to me, this is the Spirit of God working in my heart. Right. Uh, just as much as Ralph's. Mm. But, so I go back, and I'm continuing to work my way through Luke. Now I'm up to chapter 9. And uh, at the beginning of chapter 9, when Jesus called the 12 together, he gave them power and authority to drive out all demons and to cure diseases. And he sent them out to preach to the kingdom of God, to heal the sick. He told them, I take nothing, or take nothing on your journey. No staff, no bag, no bread, no money, no extra tunic. Whatever house you enter, stay there until you have that town. If people do not welcome you, shake the dust off your feet Mm -hmm. when you leave that town as a testimony against them. And you kind of had the moment where you had to kind of shake your... Shake my tunic. Shake your tunic off and move on. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And... uh, Many times you feel like a loser, mm. but but looking back, I I think God is is telling us as believers, don't be afraid to profess the name of Jesus. Now, what happens to people? You are not going to to make them. That's not your b- belief, right? But but right. you've you've done your part, right? Uh, and. That helped me sure. to process it. It almost be in a foolish big, big to way. keep going back to it. Yeah. For Ralph. Like Ralph's not, this isn't yeah. his heart seems pretty hard. Um, wow. Okay. So what day are we now? And like let's talk about the weather. Because like the weather you said was atrocious. And yeah. it it ended up being We're that. Cer- we're certainly in bear country. Uh but we just aren't seeing bears. Uh the 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 beginning of the summer in Alaska was was extremely wet. Uh, bears eat berries and they eat fish. That's their food supply. Because of the wet weather in Alaska, there was no berries, so they're they're going for the fish. Mm-hmm. So they're down by the water. Uh, and and I mean, as far as glassing out in the countryside and and where the berries are, mm-hmm. that's not going to happen. You're not getting out there, right? No. So. So uh, we kind of had to change our tactics a little bit, a little bit. Okay. But, but during this time, uh, we saw a whopping two bears. One was a little cub bear. Uh, we, uh, Ralph saw him for three seconds, and he darted into the trees. The second sighting was, was a bear that was maybe four or five miles away. You're not getting and, that one. And he was, he was moving at a pretty good clip, and, and there's no way. <laughs> I mean, we could say, yeah, we saw a bear. Uh-huh. That was it. Wow. That was it. And so, like, this is where my mind went when we were having coffee. We're like, well, I mean, I can only imagine what you're having to deal with. But my mind went to, like, the national parks that my wife and I and kids go to, which have trails and things and stairs. There is none of that for you or Ralph. 
And like the terrain that you have to do is like wilderness. Yeah. <laughs> Barren wilderness. So talk to me about just how you had to get like, just say a mile away from your camp. How long did it take you? Yeah, the, the terrain, it, it's, uh, it's, certainly not, it's certainly not like Iowa. <laughs> it, it's just, uh, and, and you can prepare all you want to, but it's, it's, it's marshy. They're, mm. they're, the, uh, you, don't, you, you can't really see where your foot is going to land. So you're, it's kind of like in marching band. You, you, you're lifting your knees up and down, and, and you're preparing. But I can't tell you the number of times I fell on my butt, just falling down, and, and it's like shaking your head like, this is deplorable. <laughs> what is going on? It's in, raining. It's oh, wet. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and, and Brad. Walking walk a mile in Iowa, that's not bad. Yeah. But walking a mile in Alaska through this stuff, oh, my like God. a marathon. It, you're, you're soaked just with sweat, just <laughs> working through all that. And, and after a while, I mean, you aren't seeing any bears. And it's just like, okay. What are we doing? I'm counting the days. Get me, get me back out of here. Okay, okay. But uh, the the God weather, wasn't done yet. No, God, <laughs> God, God was not done yet. Uh, so we we have this little raft, eight horse motor, inflatable, and and uh, we're on this. Oh, I'm going to say maybe a forty, fifty acre lake. There's a stream coming into the lake and a stream going out of the lake. We we headed up towards the stream that was coming into the lake and entering this thing and, and in this raft entering this and, and, uh, Ralph, he goes, wow. Oh, 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 oh my. And I'm like, where's the bear? Where's the bear? Yeah, it wasn't go. a bear. He was looking down in the water and he saw fish. Huh? They were, uh, Arctic chub trout. So anyway, we got out of the boat and, and we have our chest waders on and, and he had a fishing pole and, and he launched one out, and all of a sudden he he catches uh, one of these fish, and and uh, he worked thirty minutes to get this fish in. This was a twenty plus pound fish, a world record, I think, it's like twenty five pounds. So I, this was a monster. But but this is this shows who Ralph is. I I, I mean we uh, we caught the fish, took a picture, and. Just a gorgeous, gorgeous fish. But, yeah, we'll we'll have in the show notes for you guys to watch if you but, can see it. We'll but but uh, uh, he took the hook out of the fish, got a picture, t- and, and this fish was exhausted. But but Ralph put this fish back down in the water and and kind of put water over the top of it and let it go. And I'm like, <laughs> what? Wait, wait, wait! I, I, I've seen this on TV before, yeah. but. But no, you don't you, really you, do that. You, you don't really do that. No, he let that fish go. And I go, Ralph, why? I want somebody else to have the opportunity that I had to catch this fish. But he said, let's try it again. So it wasn't two minutes later. Here we had another one. He Unbelievable. Said, and he said, Brad, he said, it's your turn. He said, bring this thing in. And and mine was maybe two-thirds the size of Ralph. But, but man, still what, a beast. What, what a thrill it yeah. was. To, oh, so and, cool. Uh, uh, yeah, so we, we conked that one in the head. We had him for lunch. <laughs> that one's in my tummy. But, uh, uh, yeah, so now we're, we're back in uh, hunting bear, and we got walking through this stream, and uh, it, was, it was like Ralph was a lone ranger, and I was Kimosabi going <laughs> back and forth across <laughs> this, this river. Or, or, we're having our guns, and, and uh, we're, we're using bear voices. We're whispering at this point. Because we're we're in bear country, yeah. And he was raising his hand up like, "Stop, okay, come." And then he's pointing down. Once oh, we're on the other side of the river, pointing down at a bear track. Fresh, this bear was just here. Oh, this is last great. night. And <laughs> go go to the other side and points down again. Bear scat, bear poop. Uh, a bear, a bear is close here, and. It's, and every time we turned around the corner, it's like, okay, be be ready. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we did that for about oh two three hours traversing up through this, and and as we went up up this uh, river, uh, it was starting to slow down a, a little bit. The water, mm-hmm. and and it got to the point where uh, Ralph called it a bog. Um, and it was we were way back away from everything. And at this point, I, I'm exhausted. Mm-hmm. And, and Ralph goes, okay, we, uh, 
we got to get across this bog. And if we can't get across this bog, it's going to be another three hours of walking. So you wait right here and let me get across this bog. And then I'll motion you across. So, so Ralph goes across this. And we both have our chest waders on. And Ralph starts across this. And down into this water he goes. It's, it's over his waist, kind of uh, way over his waist. And he's trying to get across this bog. And he, he does this for maybe six times, six, seven times. And he's turning around and coming back. He, he can't make it across. Uh, he's, he's getting stuck. The water is getting too deep. Because hmm. you only have waders onto, like, your chest. Mm-hmm. And as soon as it's over your chest, like, if you get water in your wader, you have a real-life yes. situation here. Yes. Like, a yes. Yes. dead or alive, like, yeah. we got a problem. Yeah, yeah. So, Survival mode. So I'm, I'm standing there. I'm taking all this in, watching Ralph go back and forth, trying to, to get across here. And, and I'm going to say the seventh or eighth try, guess what? Ralph makes it. Oh, no. And he's across. <laughs> and I'll never forget, Ralph looked back at me, and he did this. He just like, come on his, over. He used his little finger like, okay, Brad, it's, it's your turn. Let's go. Oh, Brad. And I'm like, oh, boy. I, 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 I saw how difficult it was for, for him to make it. And in the back of my mind, it's like, okay, no. Uh, w- let's go the extra two or three hours, and and let's right. Well, now, but your your life preserver is on the other side on of this thing. On the other side, yeah. And he's telling you to come forward. Yeah. Oh, yeah. baby. So, so here we go. It uh, I start across, and I'm I'm maybe two thirds of the way across, and I'm a little heavier than what Ralph is by maybe twenty thirty pounds. And so you can imagine, you're in yeah. this mud, and yep. if he's going down, okay, I'm heavier. I'm going down a little deeper, right. I had maybe and there's no tripping involved here. Like no. tripping is like a life or death no. situation. I had, I had maybe six inches to spare on my chest waders before water is going to be coming over the top, which is super close, uh, closer than what I want to be. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And and every step is getting more and more difficult. Uh, so when you when you pull your back foot out of that mud, your your leading foot is going deeper. All right, more weight on one foot and. And it it was getting harder and harder to the point where I came to a stop. I could not pull my rear foot out of the mud. <sighs> you ever had it when your when your when your hip socket? You can kind of feel it. Oh yeah, kind of. Yeah, I know exactly. And, and that's where I was, and it's like this isn't coming. The harder I try, the worse it's getting. And that's when I looked up at Ralph, and with I with the panic on your face. Oh yeah, yeah, panic beyond words. And, and and Ralph could see right away. I was I was shook, and I was. And we had eye contact, and I'll never forget this. This is like it was yesterday. But Ralph looked into my eyes, and he said, "Relax, relax, relax." <laughs> and I'm looking at, back at him I'm like, "Ralph, you don't understand me. You don't. You don't. You, <laughs> you don't, don't know. Understand. You don't know the trouble." We're in a world the, the, of hurt. The word right. Henry. Well, mainly me. <laughs> and and to, to hear him say, relax. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So were you frustrated or like, what was the emotion? Like, uh, you just don't understand. No, it was beyond frustration, Philip. It, it was like, I'm done. Scared. I'm, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm cooked. Uh, I cannot move. Okay. Okay. Keep going. This is great. And. We, we kind of looked at each other for five or ten seconds. He's going, relax. Don't give up. Persevere. And I don't know. I, I don't know what. I, uh, I, I can't answer for sure what, what happened. But somehow that foot came loose and I made it to the other side. And to this day, I, I, I can't tell you why. But it, but it happened. Wow. So... Um, yeah, it, uh, it, it was, it was just a wild, wild journey. And then you get back to camp and you have to be exhausted, Brad. Yeah. Yeah. Emotionally, physically. And then what point in the trip were you at this point? Like what day? We were, this was at the start of day seven. Okay. So 10 day trip, like you said, you saw two bears, one four miles away, one cub. Don't do that. Yep. Uh, for three seconds. 
And you've got to be like, I'm tapped out. I'm ready to go. Like, we're good here. I was to the point where, okay, we got three days left. And by the grace of God, I, I will make it to the end. And and right. and uh, this was this was more than what I ever thought it was going to be physically. Right. But I am going to make it. It's going to be a stretch, but I am going to make it. it. This is day seven. Right. Because something you didn't talk about, the first three days or four days, you're basically in your tent. Mm-hmm. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Like, we didn't really talk about that. But the... I say that only because, like, think about just camping in your normal life when you have a car right next to you and it's raining for four days. You pretty much just bundle up and you go back and get a hotel room. <laughs> yeah, there's really no option for that. And you're on day one, day two in the, <laughs> in the tent, day three, day four. So that was the first four days of your trip. Now this is day seven. You've had some amazing experiences, and so you get back to camp and you're kind of like, all right, like. This has been great. Yeah, day seven. I mean, uh, it wasn't raining, which is uh, misty, but not raining. So, okay, let's give this a try. So we go up on top of a knob that morning, uh, and we're doing our due diligence, looking, 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 looking. Nothing, nothing. So we go back to base camp for noon hour, catch a quick bite to eat. About three o'clock in the afternoon. We head off to the stream that's on the other side of the lake. This would be the outlet stream. Okay. Uh, we get out of our our, our raft there, and it's a uh, it's a good two hour hike. And and here's Ralph. He's leading the charge. I'm following him. But this happened every time we went on a hike. Uh, it was I'm taken back by this because. Ralph was in better shape than what I was, and I was kind of frustrated by that. Huh. To, um, and by that I mean, uh, he's leading and 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 he's pulling away from me, and then he'll stop and he'll wait for me to catch up. I catch up to Ralph. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm gassed, and, sure. and, and he's standing there just breathing through his nose, and and, and then oh, minute, two minutes at the most. Okay, now I'm breathing through my nose. Away goes Ralph. Wow. So we do this for two hours. We get to where we're, we're at now okay. uh, on top of this hill. Beautiful, beautiful country. But, but You're again, so exhausted to even realize I, it, I, let's I, be honest. I, I'm soaked through, not yes. because of rain, because of sweat. sweat. Yeah. I'm exhausted. So here we are. We're on top of this, and okay, let's, let's see if we can find a bear. Uh-huh. We look one direction, and there's a thousand acres in front of us, and... And Ralph, he's glassing, looking, looking, yeah. looking for 30 minutes this direction. As beautiful as what that terrain was, nothing. Hmm. So he does a 180, and there's another 1,000 acres the other direction. Same thing, 30 minutes. Nothing. Nothing. And at this point, I'm like, You okay. don't care. <laughs> I'm, I'm just preparing. We got another two hours to yeah, get back right. to the raft. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Brad, you can do this kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're hyping yourself up. So he goes over and looks down uh, by the river, uh, looks there. Nothing. So he comes back, uh, and we're sitting there. And we're talking for maybe 15, 20 minutes. And uh, at this point, it's it's 7, seven o'clock in the evening. Okay. And it doesn't get dark till what, 9? 10, 10. Okay, 10. 10.30. Okay. Okay. So... Uh, Ralph is as patient as anybody I've ever been around, but he gets he gets up and and uh, goes through this process again, and he looks on this thousand Look acres morning. one direction. Nothing. Looks the other way, thousand acres. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> I'm like, okay, uh, let's get let's get our gear. <coughs> let's get out. He he walks over to the river. And my eyes are maybe half open at that point. And, and all of a sudden, hey, hey, get your gun, get your gun, get your gun. And I'm like, why? What are you talking about? <laughs> we, have been, we have been out here for seven days. Conditions are deplorable. 
And by the way, Ralph, Ralph said, this is the worst hunt I've ever been on in 15 years. Weather-wise. Weather-wise. Not because of the company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Th- thanks. You're welcome. So, uh, uh, but here's Ralph. Get your gun, get your gun, get your gun. And he's jogging over towards me. That's where, that's where I was camped out. Yeah, right. And, and all of a sudden, the adrenaline Wait, starts to pick up. I'm going to say stop right here. <laughs> this is like the crux of the whole thing. I wanted to talk about quickly, you had a conversation with Ralph before you went on this hunt that I think is super important about if you do get even a shot at the bear. Do you remember this conversation? Oh, yeah. I think this is important to even yeah. talk about now, yeah. right? Yeah. Or, am am yeah. I wrong? Are we going to say this later? No, uh, this is a great time. Right. When, when uh, Ralph and I first met, I said, Ralph, I'm not a professional hunter. Right. But uh, I said, if and when we do see a bear, I said, I want, I, I'll take the first shot. But I said, I want you to follow up with a shot behind me. Right. Okay. And Ralph looked at me and just shook his head like, Brad, I've... I've been doing this guiding for 15 years. He said, I have never, ever, ever taken a shot. And at that point, I'm like, what are you talking about? I don't understand. I, yeah, I, yeah right, I don't get right. it. So he proceeds to tell me. He said, well, normally, he said, I'm, I'm with two, three, four hunters right. at a time. Very rarely, like with you, one, one on right. one. He said, in that case, he said, everybody's got a gun. Someone's going to get this thing. We are going to down the critter. They don't want me taking a shot whatsoever. Okay, that's one scenario. The other scenario is one-on-one, like with you, but he said, nothing against you, Brad, but he said, uh, in this case, they are bounty hunters. They are marksmen through and through. They don't want me taking a shot. Right. They have, this is like a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity yes, that they yes. are going to have this thing on so, the scope. Yeah. Uh, he said, my job is to find the animal. And to provide protection for my clients. So if if a bear is charging at us, I will I will I'll protect handle my business, you. So right. uh, he said, I carry a, a big pistol with me, and and uh, that's my job. But he said, I have never, never fired and shot a bear in fifteen years. Right? And I'm like, well, I don't care. Ralph. Well, here we go. I'm asking you. <laughs> you. Yeah. Uh, this is what I want. Well, he said, if that's what you want me to do, okay. I'm and, here. And like I said previously, uh, there there was no target practice when, when I was. Yeah. It's like seven I, times you shot that. Thing. I think I I think this thing will work. Oh right, and you got off the plane. You don't know if it's sighted right or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Okay, so now that's good enough. All right, now we can go back to. So so here we are. Get your gun! Get your gun! Get your gun! And at this point, the adrenaline is just. Your heart is is come up in your throat like, uh, this is real. This is happening. This this is happening. So when when Ralph is is glassing, he's got this tripod that he he rests. His when you say glassing, it's binoculars. Binoculars. That looking. Yep. That's okay. what he rests his yep. binoculars on. Well, he was uh, things were happening incredibly fast at this point. But he had he had his tripod and he's motioning me over with my gun. Rest your gun on this tripod. And we're looking down on the river at this point. He said, do you see the bear? Do you see the bear? Do you see the bear? I'm like, no. I don't see the bear. I was taking a nap, Ralph. Right there, right there, right there. (laughs) And all of a sudden, there it is. Massive bear. And... I don't know if you've ever saw Andy Griffith show, but Barney fight. <laughs> yeah. Remember how, how he right, can't get right, the pistol right, right. That's out of exactly his, out what of I was thinking. Yeah, and right. that's, that's where you that's were. That's exactly where I was. Oh, it, right. it, it's like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to do something stupid. I'm going to botch this. I'm going to botch it. Yeah. But this bear was, was paralleling the river. He was still back in the woods a little bit, but he was coming out in this clearing for maybe five or ten seconds and then going back oh, into man. the woods again. So. The timing is unbelievably critical. Yeah. So here's Ralph. Okay. Get ready. Get ready. Shoot, 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 shoot. <laughs> I still have my gloves on. <laughs> and and I had I had the safety on my gun. There was no bullet in the chamber. So take the safety off, get a bullet in the chamber. Get your gun up on the tripod. Look through. Okay, we see the bear. Oh my now, goodness! Now, okay, shoot. shoot, shoot. Yeah, and at that point, 
okay, you prepared for, for all this. No one can prepare you for this. And there's, there's five, ten seconds max to do what you're going to do. And, and all of a sudden, things just flash before your eyes, like, I'm going to screw up. Oh, for sure. And, and the adrenaline rush <laughs> of, 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 of that <laughs> moment. So, and all the time, here's Ralph, show. Show, yeah, show, yeah, yeah, show, not helping show. much. And there's, but there's a helping. There's a part of you you want to freeze, right? Uh, or and as this relates to God, sometimes God wants you to do things, right? And, and you're petrified, right? You don't want, and right. And here I was asking God, "Come on, for sh- this, show yes. me." And, and here I was. There's a part of me petrified. I, I didn't want to do this. It, it's like no. Well, to make a long story short, I pulled the trigger. And, once. And once. And, and it was a kill shot. I actually hit the bear and downed him. But, but then Ralph finished but then, the bear. But then here's Ralph. Uh, no, <laughs> no more. It was a split second after I shot. Boom. 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 Ralph put three shots into this animal. And, and we both have these three seventy five rifles. Right. They're bold action, so you can imagine to to get rid of a shell, put in another one. Oh yeah, yeah. After I shot, I put in another shell. Right. But by the time I was getting ready to shoot again, Ralph, Ralph had already put three into this animal. Right. And, and at that point, the bear was motionless. Oh man, he came, him. he came to rest by the side of the river. Uh, his front paws and his head were up on the bank. The rest of his body was was in the water. So if any part more that was in a he would have washed down the river, gone. Very, very close to, yeah, wow. floating down the river. Wow. So. But now you've got to be thinking, one, your adrenaline's just going through like crazy. But now you've got to be thinking, well, now what do we do? Like, what do we do now? How are we going to get this thing back? <laughs> well, we, we, we watched. This, this was a 95-yard shot. So in all intents and purposes, a very close shot. Okay. Uh, we were anticipating. They said anticipate a 150 to 200 yard shot. So okay. A relatively close, right? Close shot. But but uh, we watched this bear for better part of two minutes just to make sure. Just to make yeah, yeah. sure. Smart. And Ralph goes, "We got to get down there uh, because we could see the his rear core is kind of floating in the water." So we traversed down here, uh, back and forth. Got across the river. The water was waist deep, and it was moving at a, a good, good clip. clip. So it was it wasn't the easiest task just to get down to the bear. We, we got there, and and uh, first thing we did was tie it off, make sure that it didn't wash away. Okay. And, and at that point, your your uh, the adrenaline is just taken over it's just euphoric like oh i bet uh you're you're just like i can't believe what just happened right uh, this this all took place from the time that we saw the bear until we shot it and killed it less than a minute less than a minute wow and we you spent all this time glassing and walking yes and doing your thing what day was this this day was this seven was day seven okay so this is still day seven sorry yeah yeah, yeah. so at this point, uh, you need to skin the skin the bear. Uh, yeah. And, and Ralph goes, "We need to get this animal up on the bank so we can so we can uh, skin this skin this animal." Okay. This is a thousand pound animal. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that sounds and, great, Ralph. And are you going to do this? Uh, we're both pretty stout guys. We didn't have a chance. No. Uh, we way. we even got and a, it's also wet. wet. Thank you very much. Yep. Yep. And we had a, a a limb that was ten feet long that kind of used it as a Crowbar, uh, <laughs> what a joke. Yeah, snap. So needless to say, we had to skin the bear right in the water, which uh, we shot this bear at 7.30 at night. Okay. It, was, it was 9.30, two hours later by the time we got this thing skinned. I, and you're right, the hide was soaking wet. Ralph looked at his, his watch and he goes, Brad, he said, uh, we don't have time to pack this out here tonight. He said, we need to get back. Uh he said the sun's going down, and he said we're we're vulnerable here. Uh, bears are nocturnal animals, but he said uh, we got we got a good two hours to get back to our raft. He said we'll come back in the morning and get the hide. So we had to traverse back up out of that river. 
With a little bit of urgency. With a little bit of urgency. And, right. and as I'd mentioned before, Ralph was very good about waiting for me. Mm. Uh, but at this point, going back there, uh, this was this was now uh, 9.30 at night. Huh. There was urgency to get out. Yeah, right. Because if it gets dark, you're bear meat. And, you're bear food. And uh, <laughs> there was no waiting for, for Brad Meckley. It's he like, was getting out. Let's go. Uh, and the adrenaline, which I was going to say, you got a little adrenaline, so that's helpful. Oh yeah. It's helpful. But, but, uh, so anyway, we're, we're about two thirds of the way back. I'm gassed and Ralph knew that I was, but this is, this is a brother that Ralph was. He, he, he waited for me to catch up to him and he goes, Brad, he said, give me your gun. He said, let me carry your gun. He knew I was. I was on, on fumes. Right. Like, I'm not sure if, if, He's Brad, gonna be if, if you're going to make it out right. of here. And I smiled at Ralph, and I said, I got it. You lead. But I said, I'll carry my own gun. And, and yeah, that, that, that last journey, it was, it was about as physically taxing. And, I mean, and uh, I was a wrestler. I, right. I played football. That's exactly uh, what I was going to say. And, and, and you've done this for s- quite some time already in Alaska. Yeah, so you knew. So yeah, that's really yeah. but, but, saying. But physically taxing, it was, it was some of the toughest stuff I've been through wow. in my life. But, but, so uh, good. So anyway, we're, we're, 50, <laughs> we're 50, 50 yards away from the, the raft. We've made it. And we just sit down there, and we both look at each other like, wow. Wow. And and Ralph looked at me and he said, Brad, he said, I've done this for 15 years, but he said, I will not forget this hunt. Wow. And, and it was, uh, yeah, it, it was it was a hunt like none other. So we made it back to base camp, called the plane in. The, the outfitter brought another guide with him. So Ralph and another guide went back to get the hide that next morning. Uh so I wasn't a part of that. Those two guys went. I, I helped the outfitter. We took the tents down, started packing up the plane. It was, it was a better part of five hours. Those two guys were gone, and back they come with this hide. They, we put it on the scale. That hide was 128 pounds. Wow. How, how they packed that thing out of there? Oh my goodness! I have, I have no idea. Uh, when they got back to the plane with it, they had it had it all wrapped up in a backpack, 128 right. pounds worth. And I said, before we get out of here, I said. Put this backpack on my shoulders. I, I want to see what this feels like. Smart. So I was sitting on my butt, put this backpack on. I could not get on my feet. <sighs> I could not get on my feet. I rolled over on my belly. And, and still couldn't. Still couldn't get up. And at this point, they're just laughing their heads For sure. Off. So I got back on my butt, and they said, give me, your, give me your hands. And they pulled me up on my feet. And I maybe took 10 steps. Tax, tapped out. Oh, it was, it was unbelievable. Mm. I mean, miserable. Back in my day, carrying a a fifty pound bag of, of pig feet in a bag. Okay, and okay, uh, there was a time I could do two. That's a hundred pounds, right? And away you go on a flat surface. Yeah, right. But a hundred and twenty eight pounds oh, across that terrain. But, Unreal. Uh, yeah. So uh, it was uh, it was an adventure like none other. Uh, and I, I I give thanks to God for allowing me to do that. And, right, and it was it was life changing for Brad Meckley. I yes. uh, uh, here we are today, and I'm I'm back here back at home, and and I I view people differently. Okay, that's what than, I was going to ask you prior to that hunt. Good, and, and uh, it was it was by the grace of God He opened my eyes in ways in which uh, I didn't think was possible. Mm. Uh, and and it was uh, it was just a thrill of a lifetime. So thankful to God for the opportunity. So do you feel like God is more close, or do you feel like He ever was really removed, or do you just feel like you just had to have a different perspective? You know, God is God. God doesn't change. He's the same yesterday as today as, as He is tomorrow. But but. Uh, he certainly opened my eyes, and, and I, I view God differently, mm. that, that he is who he is. Uh, I shared with, I, I shared with, uh, with Psalms 13 yep. about, God, where are you? Right. And, and at, at the end of that, um, 
David responds, he said, Look on me and answer, O Lord my God, give light to my eyes, or I will I will sleep in death. But but David ends, he said, But I trust in you with your unfailing love. And my heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord, for he has been good to me. And mm. I, I just uh, after all the heartache, like God, where are you? Oh, he opened my eyes in, in ways, it's very, almost <laughs> sitting in front of a mic and trying to put into words about who God is, mm. how faithful he right. is, and how good right. God is. It's like, oh, what a breath of fresh air. And, oh, that's so and, good, and Brad. How, how good it is to have a relationship with you. Yes. So I want to kind of cap this off with, now you're back in the town. And you're with Ralph, or you're at least in a place where other people that have gone on bear hunts are coming back. And they're kind of like communicating with how their week went. And I want to cap this off because I think it's a perfect analogy of kind of the whole thing kind of in a nutshell. So I'll give you the mic. Tell us what happened now that you're recapping back at the hotel in nice, warm clothes, warm surroundings. Yeah, this is a a hunting atmosphere. So we're back in Dillingham, and and there's hunters coming and going. I mean, guys are going on bear hunts, fishing hunt trips, and and everything else. And so, of course, you're recapping stories. And and I'm exhausted. Uh, And... And here you are. You're, you're with with the epitome of other hunters. I, I I didn't know this, but when you go to Alaska, that's that's kind of the the Olympics of hunting. It's, it's like where everybody wants to go. Yeah, right. Yeah, and and so here I am. I'm a farmer I'm a, from Iowa. I'm an Iowa pig farmer. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. I I have shot a gun, but as I hear now, I have not shot a deer. Okay. In, in Iowa, I. <laughs> Uh, Nor have I. I'm, I'm not no, a hunter I'm, either. I'm no but, pheasant hunter. But right. here I am going hunting for a bear in Alaska. So here we are back in Dillingham, and you're around all these professional hunters. Right. And, and here they are. Just, oh, the conditions were just deplorable. We couldn't. We never saw a bear. We didn't do this. We, wasn't it bad for you, too? Yeah, it sure was. But I did get a bear. <laughs> what? Yes. What? Yeah. No. And so you you show them this picture. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. And, yes. And so that's that's how that story ends. And really uh it is unbelievable. It, it should have been uh this this idea of of sh- getting and shooting a bear. It, it was just once uh, in a lifetime. Once in a lifetime. Yeah, right. and, and that was that was Ralph. That uh, if, if it was Brad Meckley, I would be there for the next ten years. It, yeah, it wouldn't happen. Right, but but I was with a a, a fellow that I mean to tell you he he's a hunter among hunters, and I mm. had the privilege to be with him to do that. And right, it was. Uh, you know what uh, I'd say though for you, even if you were back at the lodge and you hadn't shot a bear, I still think that you would have been like. This was life changing. It was. Does that make sense? So, like, it Definitely. wasn't about the bear. No. Although I think all those people around you was like, unbelievable, you got a bear. Yeah. But like, what you were saying was like, well, that was like three percent of it. Like, yes. Yes. the yeah. the ninety seven percent other than that yeah. was exactly yeah. what I needed, and God knew it. I, I share this story and, and show the picture of the bear that yep. we, that we got, and yeah, what a thrill. But like you said, Philip, that was two to three percent of the story. Right. It was right. it was everything that happened prior to that. Yes. And how God works in your life and gives you opportunities to do what you do and uh how he how he challenges you to to do something that you aren't prepared to do. And that was certainly the case for me. I mm. I entered into a a walk with God like, Wow, what what are you doing here? Yeah, right. I had this and, played out way differently. And yeah. and how, how God works in your life. And I don't care what you do or right. uh, you certainly don't have to go on a bear right. hunt. Right. But but to have yourself open before God and, and allow God to work through you. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. That's what, so good, what Brad. A, what an opportunity <laughs> to, to relate and to yeah. live your life out right. until we're in heaven with him. 
Mm-hmm. But oh, what what a privilege it was to be with God. Uh, I can't thank you enough for just sharing this story, and I hope that so many more people get to be as enamored with the story as I do. Because I think you know, at the end of the day, like a bear hunt, I'm not a hunter either, but there is something about a bear hunt that. It's almost like, like you said, it's unbelievable. It's like this pinnacle of like getting yourself out of your comfort zone, stepping into the unknown and letting God meet you where you're at and give you an experience that you'll never forget, which is actually what happened. So I thank you for one, being such a devout uh, believer and then also sharing your story. But I would say just your whole life have been always trusting in the Lord to provide for you, whether it be pig farming or planting or even just stepping up and just meeting you where you need to be. And so thank you for your wisdom. You've been listening to the Uncommon Wealth Podcast. I've been your host, Philip Ramsey. Until next time, go open yourself up and see where God meets you. Thanks for listening. That's all for this episode, brought to you by Uncommon Wealth Partners. Be sure to visit UncommonWealth.com to learn more about our services. Don't miss an episode as we introduce you to inspiring people who are actively pursuing an uncommon life.